Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. We're back with the Famous Feuds. Hi. Right. We're in a fight. No, we we're are. not in a fight. <laughs> we would never. No. We would never. Um, so and last if we did, we... it would be like the most hilarious fight ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a funny fight. <laughs> That's what we can aspire to. Um, but last week we did Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. So hopefully mm-hmm. you guys learned something from that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I old like old Hollywood glam fight. Yeah, old, yeah. To be alive in that time and like all the gossip and that whole era of Hollywood is just like fascinating to me. So I really enjoyed taking a trip down, uh, old memory lane with old Betty and Joan but this week you have our famous feud yes this week I do have our famous feud um we are going a little bit more into um modern times I guess not not too quite in modern times definitely before our lives started (laughs) well our (laughs) yeah it's for our time, just before our Yes, time. Oh, but more yeah. recent. So I guess I should just tell you, we are doing um, Joan, Joan Rivers, not Joan Crawford, two Jones. I guess people just love to have feuds with people named Joan. But uh, Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson's feud that, um, you know, is the fallout of uh, The Tonight Show that he was on and she was on with him. So we will be getting into that this week. But... Before we do, you know, don't forget to send us your questions, comments, concerns, ideas for episodes. We're on Instagram at Famous Kate and Liz, uh, Kate with a C, and Gmail, Famous Kate and Liz at gmail.com. Yeah, we please. love hearing from you. We do comment. And I'm going to be, you know, more active on our Instagram account as soon as these second season episodes start dropping. I'm going to be like, okay, I need to go on and like, come up with some content here okay <laughs> Kate is the-, the queen of content so send her your ideas <laughs> send them to me no I love it I love like when you guys give us ideas it's my favorite thing so yeah we got the last two series from listener suggestions so um you know they were great ones the famous friends and now famous feuds so this week I'm doing my episode and then Kate will wrap up our famous feud series next week and then after that who knows so let us know what you want to hear about well cool. okay so take it away on our new Joan the Joan Joan of the week this is the Joan of the week well, let's start by, you know, remembering Joan Rivers. What do you think of when you think of Joan Rivers? Who is she to you? <laughs> she is like the most iconic female comedian. Dare I say just comedian. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like of the last century and into this century and like beyond. She is just like I feel like you can always tell someone's personality by like if they're fans of Joan Rivers or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. If absolutely. You're not, if you're not a Joan Rivers fan, like I don't care. You you could maybe be like, eh, whatever, like I'm not about her like lifestyle, but mm-hmm. you have to appreciate her actual like comedy and her mind, her genius, you know? Genius, yeah. So even if you totally. didn't like her Persona, which I loved. I mean, it was like perfect for reality television. Um, but yes, I'm just like fascinated. I will watch anything in front of me that has anything to do with Joan Rivers. So yeah. And I think for me, and I know you loved her doing this too. It was like fashion police and the red carpet, um, interviews, uh, that she became so famous for that was kind of like my era, our era of Joan Rivers. Um, so we're not going to, yeah, yeah. I mean, she basically worked her entire life right, right up until her death, you know, so she was still working, hardworking lady, national treasure. So I'm not going to get too much into the more recent Joan Rivers, but, um, I will start with some background on her and then we'll do a little background on Johnny Carson and then we'll get into the big falling out and what happened. Love this. this Okay. 
So I got my information from Wikipedia, of course, and biography.com. Uh, so thank you, top Internet. Two, yes, top two websites of all time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Joan Rivers was born Joan Malinsky in Brooklyn, New York in 1933. And she initially wanted to be a dramatic actress, but then switched to comedy in the mid-1950s. Um, uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Not really sure why. Uh, it just says to support her theatrical goals. And um, she was one of the very few female stand-up comedians of the area of the era. Um, you know, there's not even that many female stand-up comedians today. So back in the mid-50s, like, it was Joan Rivers pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she spent nearly a decade... Um, eking out a living as a writer, performer, and she was in the era of, like, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Woody Allen, um, and others. <laughs> Other not-so-great people that we'll get into. <laughs> Woody Allen's a comedian? Hmm, I wouldn't yeah, know he was. So I did not know that either, but he ha- did, like, stand-up comedy and stuff. <laughs> what? Oh, I bet that was the most boring thing to sit through. Ugh. Yeah, he's... Um, anyways we'll get into someone else who helped her career who is just as bad but um, (laughs) uh, but by the mid-1960s she was at a crossroads her first marriage ended pretty quickly in divorce um, and her other male you know peers had found really mainstream um, success while she was still playing like smaller clubs um, uh, that you know were open to her more female focused routines Hmm. But in 1965, she rose to prominence as a guest on The Tonight Show, um, and Johnny Carson was the host at that time, you know, beloved um, host of The Tonight Show forever and ever and ever, um, and he became her mentor. Um, she, she just has so, I mean, any clip from her if from that time is like so could you can just imagine why the audience loved her she was so quick like the mm-hmm. best the best guest to watch like on a night show she I can yeah. see why she got so so popular. witty yeah so witty so. and she really credits Johnny Carson with changing her life and um you know and helping her career so um, in 1986, she went on to have her own program, uh, The Late Show with Joan Rivers, and became the first woman to host a late night um, network television talk show. So breaking down yeah. barriers already. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that she had her own mm-hmm. night show. It yeah. was pretty short lived. Um, and we'll get into that, too. She also hosted The Joan Rivers Show from 1989 to 1993, um, which she won a daytime Emmy for. That was a daytime talk show. And um, from the mid-1990s, this is when she got into her comedic red carpet um, awards interviews with celebrities. So she co-hosted the E! Celebrity Fashion Show, Fashion Police, from 2010 to 2014, and also starred in the reality series Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, with her daughter, Melissa Rivers from 2011 to 2014, and she was the subject of the documentary Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work, um, which came out in 2010, which I definitely recommend to anybody. I'm pretty sure you can find it streaming, because I saw it a few years ago, and it's great. Uh, I'm sure it's, like, on Amazon. You might have to pay a couple bucks, but worth it. Yeah, so good. Um she also had a line of jewelry and apparel on QVC. So some people definitely remember her from the QVC segments. And mm-hmm. she's also authored 12 best-selling books and three oh. LP comedy albums. Mm-hmm. 12 books? 12 books, yeah. Yep, best-selling books. Or um, books after this. And, yeah, oh, I know. I, I love when comedians write books because I almost find them to be funnier in books than their stand-up which is hard to do but like you can like read it in their exact like voice it's it's really good Mm -hmm. so 12 best-selling books and three lp comedy albums and um she was nominated in 1984 for a grammy award for her album what becomes a semi-legend most and she was nominated again 10 years later in 1994 for a Tony Award for actress in a pl- for best actress in a play for her performance in the title role of 
uh, Sally Marr and her escorts. So she went on to do some theater acting, you know, which was kind of uh, where she got her start from initially anyways. And then in uh, 2009, you'll also remember that Joan and Melissa, her daughter, competed on the second season of The Celebrity Apprentice. And I think they won. Yeah, they won that season, it says. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I do remember that now that you say it. Yeah. So she was hanging out with the Donald. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure as a New Yorker of the time, she was anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2015, she posthumously received a Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word album for her book, Diary of a Mad Diva. Um, In 1968, the New York Times uh, television critic Jack Gould called Joan Rivers quite possibly the most intuitively funny woman alive. And in 2017, Rolling Stone magazine ranked her sixth on its list of 50 best stand-up comics of all time. Not yeah. female comics, right? Not male comics, yeah. Just Thank comics. You. Thank you. Yeah, which I'm also yeah. all for getting rid of like best actress versus actor. You know, like let's just make it one category, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's what it's added for. You know, just like exactly. who is literally the Still. best actor? Doesn't yeah. matter what's the- your legs <laughs> right exactly there are like no physical thing that should determine this um so in also in 2017 she was inducted into the television hall of fame so a really accomplished life um but she had a tough life and, a, and kind of a sad life too so i'll talk a little bit about her family and relationships um her first marriage was in 1955 to james sanger the son of a bond clothing stores merchandise manager And it only lasted about six months and was annulled on the basis that Sanger didn't want children and had not informed Joan of that before the wedding. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So probably one of the only ways you really, you know, could get out of uh, a marriage by annulment back then, Um, you know. So that was obviously something that was important to her and that she wanted. Uh, she, she went on to marry 10 years later, um, a man named Edgar Rosenberg. Um, they got married on July 15th, 1965 and had their only daughter, Melissa, who was born on January 20th, 1968. Um, and then Melissa has a child Cooper who is Joan Rivers only grandson. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. Cooper from yep. the show. Yeah. And along with his mother and grandmother, Cooper was featured on Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best. So, um, yeah, so Joan was married to um, Edgar Rosenberg until he tragically committed suicide in 1987, four days after she asked him for a separation. Oh, God, yes. In that documentary, she talks about it. It's really sad. That's what I remember. I just like literally remembered how sad that was mm-hmm. watching. Like, how could I forget? Oh, God. And I don't okay. think she did talk about it a lot, you know, at the time, and, right. but right. until later. And so she actually described her marriage to Edgar as a total sham, um, complaining about his treatment of her during their 22 year marriage. In a 2012 interview with Ho- Howard Stern, um, you know, he always gets out the good dirt. She said mm-hmm. she had several extramarital affairs when she was married to Rosenberg, including a one-night stand with actor Robert Mitchum in the 1960s, an affair with actor Gabriel Dell. Um, wow. So in, yeah. So an un- unhappy marriage, according to her. But they did work closely together, too, and that put a lot of strain on their marriage, um, which I'll talk to about when we get into the Tonight Show section of her life. Um, okay, I love so. this refresher. I'm loving <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was I. It made me miss her so much, like researching <laughs> her again. So um, in the 1990s, she was in an eight-year relationship with the commissioner of the New York State Office of Parks and Recreation, a disabled wo- World War II veteran named Orrin Lehman of the Lehman family. So uh, Lehman. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
And in her book, Bouncing Back, Rivers described how she developed bulimia nervosa after Edgar's suicide. Um, and so her, so not only did her husband commit suicide, but then the psycho, the psychologist she was going to also died like right around the same time. So that's yeah. what she blamed for her, you know, bulimia. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And so he, her psychologist, um, died of AIDS related illnesses. So, um, Yeah really tragic obviously the person she needed to help support her wasn't there and you know building a relationship with a new psychologist is probably not the easiest thing to do Uh, Um, like an a-list you know mm -hmm. right yeah privacy and all that um and at this time she and melissa her daughter had a strained relationship i think most people know that they've kind of had a strained relationship um and Melissa blamed her for her father's death. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, um, according to Joan, the confluence of events resulted in her, her attempting suicide in her California home. She said, this is so sad. She said, I, I got the gun out, the whole thing. Um, and this was in a 2008 interview. And then my dog came and sat in my lap. And that was a big turning point in my life. My little stupid dog, a Yorkie, who I adored, literally came in and sat on my lap and literally (laughs) saved my life. Truly saved my life. (laughs) I'm crying right now. Yeah. Yep. So she was in a really dark place. And, you know, that was like the one little moment that it took. And that dog needed her, you know. And... (sighs) God, that is like yeah. so heartwarming. I know. I know. I used to have a Yorkie. They're just like the freaking cutest little teddy bear dogs. Yeah. <laughs> they just look at you like, meh. Yeah. Um, you. Your dog needs you, exactly. ma'am. Someone needs you. It might be your dog, but you know, yeah. maybe that's all it takes. So, um, you know, and she, she realized that. She eventually got um, help and recovered from um, her issues with counseling and the support of her family. So, you know, things got better for her, which was great. Um, And then, you know, her her death, there was a lot of mystery kind of surrounding that. Um, So on August 28th, 2014, she experienced serious complications and stopped breathing while undergoing what was scheduled as a minor throat procedure at an outpatient clinic in Yorkville, Manhattan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's, I mean, no, I mean, everybody knows Joan Rivers and plastic surgery, like go hand in hand <laughs> together, yeah. you know? And I think she's like yeah. open about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was some sort of cosmetic thing. Um, she was resuscitated an hour later and transferred to Mount Sinai Hospital in New York and put on life support. But she died on September 4th, um, oh. having never awoken from the medically induced coma. Um, wow. Yeah, the medical examiner's officer said she died from brain damage caused by a lack of oxygen. And after nearly two months of investigations, federal officials said on November 10th that the clinic she went to made a number of mistakes, both before and oh. during the procedure. Among those were the clinic's failure to respond to Rivers' deteriorating vital signs, including a severe drop in blood pressure, possibly anesthesia. Yeah, and that's the next part. Possibly administering an incorrect anesthesia dosage and performing a surgical procedure without her consent and other medical clinic irregularities. So mm -hmm. that doesn't sound good. A lot of things happening that they found out should not have been happening. And so, yes, Joan was pretty old at that time, but we were definitely robbed of a few more great years of her life because she was still, like, working up until that point. Yep, she was. Yeah, but, I mean, if you you don't know, like, what her health problems mm-hmm. were, like, she she was old to be getting, like, anesthesia. You know how, like, yeah. once you get her an age and they're just, like, Nah, like we're not even gonna do surgery on this. Yeah. Your chance of dying just from trying to fix it is like higher than like what is wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Like, and I do re- kind of remember like 
they perform something, the part about them performing something without her consent, like, I think while she was under, they did something else that she yeah. hadn't asked for. Like, that sounds vaguely familiar to me, but just a mm. lot of mistakes were made. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. So I have more about Joan Rivers, because obviously I'm a fan of her, um, than Johnny Carson. But I do want to do a little background on him, just for anyone who doesn't know about Johnny Carson, um, before we get into the feud. So um, Johnny Carson was born John William Carson on October 23rd in 1925 in Corning, Iowa. Oh, uh, he, yeah, he was an American television host, comedian, writer, and producer, and he's best known for the ho being the host of The Tonight Show uh, from 1962 to 1992. So 30 years. That's a long yeah. time to have the same gig. <laughs> that really is just like spanning such a long time. And I wow. think anybody, you know, probably a little bit older in our generation, because we were like the Jay Leno generation, but anyone like before that, we'll just think of Johnny Carson as like, when you think of Tonight Show, you think of him. Yeah. When you think of late night television, that's what it was like. Mm -hmm. Johnny. Wow. Yeah. And that's when, back when, like we've talked about before, when there was like three things to watch at eight o'clock at night, like yeah, there was well, internet, like everybody congregated at their television in the living room and you just watched what was on one of the three channels, you know? Yeah, I didn't know this, but I recently watched a docuseries on CNN called The History of Late Night. So if anyone who's into late night shows, I'd recommend it. It's really interesting. But I didn't know this, but like back in like the 50s and 60s, after 10 o'clock, there was just nothing on TV. It just like ended. It was just like yeah. black. <laughs> right. Yeah. You turn your TV on and it's the snow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like hard to like imagine that because we're so used to there always being something on TV now with the 24 hour news cycle. The problem uh, we have now is that we just have too many choices. How right. many have you turned on just Netflix and like flipped through for like two hours? Oh yeah. Just, I don't even know what I want to watch anymore because there's too many choices. Yeah. That's what I always think about. Like people who are like 80 right now are just like, what the fuck? Even our parents, like 60. No, yeah. My parents. Yeah. are have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I asked my mom the other day, I'm like, how wild is it for you that you can take out your phone and like Google whatever you want to know? Yeah, like, we were just when, talking when about she that. She was a child. When she was an adult, she couldn't even, like, she had to go to the encyclopedia. Yeah, encyclopedia. That's all there yeah. was. That is all there was for our parents. Like, well, and like the Tonight Show was kind of born out of there being this like, dead airtime you know there's nothing on so there was like an opportunity there was nothing to compete with it you know they're like let's just be the first ones to like have a show that goes past 10 p.m you know yeah wow <laughs> oh man yeah, so crazy. cool fun he, fact yeah yeah so he received six Emmys, uh, the Television Academy's 1980 Governor's Award and a 1985 Peabody Award he was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame as well in 1987, and he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1992 and received a Kennedy Center honor in 1993. Now, now uh, do getting those last two awards, does that mean you can, like, kill people and get away with it? <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom? I don't know. I feel like you should definitely get some sort of Secret it Service sounds, treatment. It sounds like... You can go do whatever you want to do, and you will not be punished <laughs> by the law, right? Like I think it's like oh, kind okay. of like knighting, right? Like our version of that, because like anyone can get it. <laughs> it must be, yeah. I don't know. It's bizarre. We'll have to do a deep dive to that. <laughs> yeah, famous awards. What? Famous awards. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh uh, yeah, it, do it definitely does seem like you can get away with a lot, but like. I'm pretty sure, like, 
that's the one that Biden, or, um, Obama gave Biden was the Presidential Medal of Freedom just because, well, obviously he's done a lot of service, but, you know, he's like, he's my friend, you know, <laughs> like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's my boy. He's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so during World War II, Johnny Carson served in the Navy, and after the war, he started his career in radio and then moved to TV and became the host of The Tonight Show um, after Jack wow. Carr, who was the host before him. Um, and the show was already successful by the end of the 1960s, but during the 1970s, Carson became an American icon and remained one ever, um, all the way up until his retirement in 1992. He had a casual conversational approach and extensive interaction with guests, and so that's why people liked him and why he did so well. Yeah. Um, okay. But despite his on-camera demeanor, he actually was very introverted and shy off-camera. That's um, what I've heard. He wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to guests, right? Like during commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah. Is he true? had That's really true? bad. Yes. Yeah, he didn't even really. So we'll get into it. So jo- when Joan Rivers was on the show, they didn't really have much of a relationship outside of work, even though they were so close on the show, because he has. So- such bad social anxiety like a lot of people I didn't put them in here but in my research they said they just felt bad for him because like he struggled with it um that is wild it's always people they're like geniuses in a Mm -hmm. way but then like it's like Ellen like everyone thinks you're so nice and but it's a a, totally an act or it's like a a persona yeah exactly yeah persona yeah they said like if you know if a, red, a little red light was on a camera, then he just turned it on, you know? But as soon as that went off, like, he couldn't that's do it, which is, like, the opposite for most people. <laughs> yeah, that is sociopathic. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, geniusly, I mean, people can be sociopaths and not, like, be, you know, serial killers, right, you know? Right, right. They're like, just off. Something's it, off socially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, they're geniuses, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. So he that was known for a, a. I heard um, rumors of that, but I didn't know. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, he was known for avoiding most large parties, and he was referred to as the most private public man who ever lived. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah. So I don't know if it was. I mean, I think he did come off as like aloof and probably, um, you know, maybe not so nice. But I think a lot of it was because he just didn't know how to act um you know socially and wow wow. it's funny because our favorite Conan O'Brien yes um, I listened to his podcast and he's always saying how like he just will entertain like anybody like if anyone comes up to him in a restaurant while he's with his family he's like I have to make them laugh like he's like number one a comedian you know Mm -hmm. like he's it's like but he's also a genius like in right interviewing mm-hmm. night and all that but anyway and Carson didn't do like the stand-up route like he did radio which you don't need to be in front of people you know either and then went into tv so you know Good he point. just didn't have that background um mm-hmm. he also was very private he re- all he normally refused to discuss politics social um controversies his childhood or his private life with any interviewers. And he had like a standard list of responses. Like he would just hand them if they did ask him any question about that. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Okay. But he did, um, he was very progressive. He opposed the Vietnam war and capital punishment. He favored racial equality and was against criminalizing extramarital sex and pornography um, he he avoided talking about his beliefs on The Tonight Show, saying that he hates to be pinned down and that it would hurt him as an entertainer, which is what he was. Right. Um, you know, he says in, in 1970, in an interview, he said, in my living room, I would argue for liberal, li- the liberalization of abortion laws, divorce laws. And there are many times when I would like to express my view on air. I would have loved to have taken on Billy Graham, but I'm on TV five nights a week. I have nothing to gain by it and everything to lose. Wow. I think that still holds true with like Jimmy Fallon and James Jordan yep. and Kimmel. Yep has to be James if you want to be 
still late. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I talk a little bit about that in the legacy, but it's true. I think, um, you know, shows are sort of shifting, but but the Tonight Show has kind of always walked that middle line of not really wanting to take a side on anything. Okay, so that was a little background on Johnny, and now we'll get into the meaty feud that happened between Johnny and Joan and The Tonight Show. Yes, I don't know much about this. Like, I purposefully didn't refresh any memory on this, so I am so looking forward to this. And I just learned a lot about this from that CNN docuseries, The History of Late Night, because I also didn't know too much about it. And it reminds me a little bit of like Dolly Parton and Porter Wagner, where, you know, a man is helping a woman to advance her career, but then the woman wants to be free, you know, and, and it just goes downhill from there. So it is kind of sad, um, you know. So The Tonight Show. It was one of the most important launching pads of the era, um, and even today for celebrities, comedians especially. Um, it had a series of hosts since its premiere in the ni- in 1954, um, and um, Joan had performed on the show when it wa- um, when it was hosted by Jack Parr. Um, which w- ended up not being a great appearance and was actually a career setback for her. Oh, wow. interesting. Mm-hmm. But in 1962, Johnny Carson became the new host. And that's really when The Tonight Show took off as like this emerging or this showcase for emerging comedians. And Joan repeatedly auditioned for the show again without success, um, you know, over and over again. Um, but by 1965, um, you know, the industry was kind of saying that she was washed up already, even though she was only 31 years old. <laughs> so. oh, oh, my God. Stop it. Oh, I know. It never ends. And never if she had just ends. listened to people, like, we would, she would have never gone on to be the great, amazing comedian <sighs> that, you know, she was. So just don't listen to the haters. You know, she auditioned a bunch of times. It didn't work out, you know. Um, well, but, hey, uh, Stewart, she started mm-hmm. a little later in her career, like in her empire. So, yeah, exactly. it, gives, it gives me hope at 36, at an old, <laughs> old 36. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, so there's conflicting theories about how she finally got her big break on The Tonight Show. Joan Rivers actually credits, and I can't even believe I have to say this man's name, Bill Cosby for yeah. promoting her. <laughs> that, was, that was the one name I didn't want yeah. you to say. I told you there was going to be another oh, asshole in oh. here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, and he's not even the worst one. Yeah. Oh, Bill Cosby, fuck yep. you. So Joan Rivers says that Bill Cosby promoted her to the Tonight Show bookers. You know, she was in the same kind of comedy circles as Bill Cosby. Um, And she made her first appearance on Johnny Carson's show on February 17th, 1965. And, you know, at that time, she was really celebrated for her writing, her comedic writing, not as a stand-up. So she was invited to sit next to him, which is a very coveted spot. Whoa. Um, instead of come on to perform stand-up. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And she wowed the host, you know, through her witty banter and conversation, like we said. And he noted on air that he thought Rivers was going to be a star. Um, and wow. she said later that she knew in that very moment that her life was going to be different. Wow. Wow. Okay. Like, she just saw it coming. Um And almost immediately, she started booking high-profile gigs after appearing on The Tonight Show and was eventually hired as a Tonight Show um, writer. Yeah, so so that's what catapulted her Mm -hmm. into, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, wow. Into the Joan we know today. Um, So she made nearly 100 Tonight Show appearances, um, and she and Johnny Carson had a quick, warm, on-air banter but like I said earlier, they had very little off-camera contact due to Carson's legendary aloofness and social anxiety. So even they worked together all the time on the show, they had like little relationship outside of the show. That is wild. Yeah. 
It's like uh, um, Kelly, Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan. Ooh, that's a good feud. You know, like, <laughs> like they're, they act like, oh, ha, 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 you're like my bestie mm-hmm. to like, they never talk outside. Like that to me is crazy to be like that. It's your co-host. Like, it's just so fake when I learn this stuff, like about Ellen and stuff. It's like, now I just yep. watch you and think how fake you are, you know? <laughs> like turn it on for the camera, yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> it's like a horror show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I think people really need to, like, know that what they're seeing isn't always super genuine. You know, it's definitely just a persona that they are turning on for the cameras. Uh, you know, I'm sure part of it is their personality. Obviously, they have to have some kind of personality or genius or whatever to get where they got but yeah it's definitely not what you see is not what you get (laughs) right right thank you okay Um, I'm done I'm done with my banter (laughs) so Joan launched a short-lived daytime talk show in 1968 um so it was daytime and Johnny was her first uh celebrity guest and she regularly credited him for the boost that he had given her career she was always really gracious about it. Um, and around this time, 1968 is when she began serving as a substitute host when Johnny Carson was on vacation. Um, and she rotated in that position with several other comedians, um, until 1983 when she became the primary guest host. So, yes, And those are the best clips. Like Mm -hmm. anything guys tonight, just, just do a quick Goog of you know Joan Rivers Tonight Show yeah especially the guest hosting when she's like doing the monologues and her stuff herself it will make you smile it'll warm your cold dead heart (laughs) and the things she's talking about in like the 70s and 80s like on prime time you know (laughs) yes literal national treasure yeah I guess it's not just prime time, but late night, you know, a very, like you were saying, everybody was tuning in to this one show at this time. Um, and just one quick note on Johnny Carson's guest host, as I mentioned earlier, he was really progressive. So when he did go on vacation, he often asked for celebrities and athletes of color and women to be his guest hosts so that they could address some of the you know, social topics that he was in favor of, but without him having to do it and helped give them like a boost in visibility for their causes. Very interesting. I thought he was problematic. I mean, he's, we'll get into it. He's kind of an asshole to Joan later, but. (laughs) We still have to get into the feud. Oh my God, I'll shut up. Okay. I mean, he's still a man, (laughs) you know. You know how that is. Oh. You know. I mean, but yes, he was progressive. And I think that was his strategic way of kind of getting his his views out there. Um, okay. I like that. That's good yeah. for that time, you know. Right. Exactly. So Joan Rivers would later say that she received several offers to host her own program, a late night program, but remained at The Tonight Show out of loyalty to Johnny Carson. But wow. by the mid-1980s, her relationship with NBC started to go bad. Um, She was resentful that they had not signed her to a long-term deal to keep her with the show and the network, even though she was the permanent guest host. And- um, Rock, come on. mm -hmm. What are you doing? It's always NBC. (laughs) NBC, that's problematic. Talk about problematic. And then when NBC started to become concerned that Johnny Carson was going to retire, they prepared a list of possible permanent replacements, which was leaked to the press. And Joan Rivers was not on the list. So she did not appreciate that. Obviously, she's been there. She's like, Johnny's her mentor. She's filling in for him. She's, you know, the audience is loving her um, and Johnny's loving her. But obviously, she's still a woman. NBC wasn't even considering her to take over uh, on The Tonight Show. Wow. That is... Even though she's the natural next-in-line person to do it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
1986, uh, Joan was approached by Barry Diller and executives from the soon-to-launch Fox television networks. Um, Oh, okay. So Fox wasn't even a thing yet. It wasn't a thing yet. So it was 1986. And... Fox wanted to make a big splash, like they were going up against the network stations. You know, it's like the first kind of new station um, that's happened in years. And um, so they were trying to, you know, find ways that they can make a splash. And they tried to lure Joan away from um, The Tonight Show with a $10 million, um, you know, promise for her own show. So she's going to $10 million to have her own show and be the first female late night host. This is a nineteen eighty turn that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't turn that down. Sorry. Sorry, right. Johnny Carson. And no. on top of that, Fox also said that Joan could hire her husband Edgar Rosenberg to serve as the show's producer, which was a very unusual business arrangement. Um, but you know, getting to work with her husband helped sweeten the deal for her, plus wow. everything else we just mentioned. <laughs> Yeah, and their family would be making, you know, They'd be just set. as much yeah. more money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting move. Interesting move. Okay. Right. So it's not like Joan's the first person to be on the Tonight Show that then went to go to a new show. So she did take the offer. Um, but these other people who had left the Tonight Show before her, they've gone on to their other shows, but they were never really able to compete with Johnny Carson. And they had also told him and asked for his blessing to leave, basically, um, which Joan didn't do. <laughs> and that's really where Ugh. the fallout comes from. Um, so negotiations over her new show were, like, very secret. And she didn't want to tell Johnny Carson anything until the plans were absolutely formalized. Uh, she said that she came to regret this decision um, later in life. But uh, she said that she had also avoided talking to Johnny Carson out of fear that the deal might fall through because NBC and the Tonight Show executives had urged everyone on the show to avoid discussing anything difficult or sensitive with the with Johnny Carson oh. because he was so temperamental. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she's in this like kind of catch 22 like she's got this great deal she doesn't want to offend johnny they've told her don't ever say anything to johnny that's going to make him upset you know (laughs) and then she could like lose lose her great deal and then not even take over the tonight show you know wow she succeeded from here because she's being put in an impossible situation right now Mm -hmm. yep Yes. Wow. So she does regret not going to him and, and, you know, talking to him ahead of time. But it seems like she was in a really difficult position to even do that. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So that the weekend before. For her. Yeah. The weekend before her show was announced, the news leaked out and Johnny Carson was furious. Um, <laughs> Joan claims she repeatedly tried to call him. And when she finally did, he hung up on her before she could even explain. But meanwhile, Johnny Carson claimed that Joan Rivers had never called him and that he felt betrayed. So no one knows what's right there. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. But the way Joan feels about it, this is in her words, she later said, I think he really felt because I was a woman that I was his, that I wouldn't leave him. I know that sounds very warped, but I don't it's understand just like otherwise. Sally Parton. Yeah, this is exactly. Just like Parton. Yep, yeah, she says, but I don't understand otherwise what was going on. For years, I thought maybe he liked me better than the others, but I think it was a question of I found you and you're my property, and he didn't like that as a woman I went up against him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very much like me too. Yep. And this sense of like property, you know, and you can't go against me and you're competing against me, even though like anybody who had left the Tonight Show had never even been able to compete really against them. Like they went on to have their own shows. They were never as successful, but maybe he was jealous of Joan because he saw her talent too. Well, yeah. And and she's a woman, so she shouldn't have her own show. Like, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm sure he knew if she gets her own show, it could be the end of me. 
right you know? or like women just gonna be taking over now <laughs> <laughs> women be shopping women be yeah shopping. <laughs> women be hosting late night shows <laughs> that, um we're yep. still trying to get that to happen so oh yep. So the two of them never, ever spoke again before (gasps) Johnny Carson's death in 2005. Yep. Which is not hard to understand with him being so socially awkward. They didn't really talk outside of work anyways. So that makes very sad for Joan because I'm sure she was really, really sad when he died and they hadn't made amends. Wow. And like Dolly and Porter, they at least made amends and she was like there on his yep. deathbed, you know, and Joan's like, this yep. is my, this is my mentor. Like my whole entire career is thanks to him. You know, she must, she just feels awful. I think, you know, for the way it ended. Um, and like the show, her new show actually kind of resulted in professional and personal disappointment and tragedy. So it like was maybe in some ways was worth it because, you know, it gave her that freedom to go off and do her own thing, but maybe not so much because she just had a lot of issues um, that came with it. So, um, oh, she must have just been so tortured inside. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And like, it's not hard enough in the freaking eighties to be doing what she's doing as it is, you know? Um, Right. Yeah. So her show at Fox was called the late show and it premiered on October 9th, um, 1986 and almost immediately started having trouble. So a number of local affiliates refused to air the show. Some out of, fear of her type of comedy, like very outspoken, but others were doing it out of loyalty to Johnny Carson. So they just like refused to even air the show, <laughs> like the local affiliates. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I guess you probably didn't think about. Like I can have my own show, but if nobody wants to air it, then <laughs> no one's going to see it. <laughs> I forgot um, about local affiliates. <laughs> yep. And then the Tonight Show team also made it known that any guests appearing on Joan Rivers' show would be banned from Johnny Carson's show. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yep. So, and obviously so that's the biggest show around. No yeah. one's going to turn away yeah. an opportunity to be on the Tonight Show. Yeah. So She's set up to fail. Set yep, up to fail. It made, her, it made Joan's show almost impossible to book celebrity guests um, because of that. Ugh. That is so fuck. Okay, this is why we hate Johnny Carson. Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew there was the there reason was we hated him, but like I couldn't remember. And you're saying like, yeah, he was like an advocate for like this. And I'm like, he sounds pretty okay, but now yeah. Business. Okay. Let's get down to okay. business. Um, yeah. So the ratings quickly declined and then Rivers, uh, and her husband who were working together on the show, he was a show, the show's producer began to clash with the staff at Fox. Um, and Fox wanted Joan to fire Edgar, um, but she refused. And so Fox fired both of them the following May, um, only nine yeah. months after the show premiered. So it was only on for nine She's months. ride or die. She's ride yeah. or die. Right? Right, exactly. Yeah, she really was. And um, the show, her, the late show did continue without her for several years with new hosts, including Arsenio Hall. Um, and that kind of helped launch him into his own, you know, late night show that he had. But... Um, oh. Joan was just, like, devastated by the show's failure, obviously, like, everything she went through to get this show, and then the experience of it putting a strain on her marriage, and so after 30 years together, they separated, and just three months after um, after being fired is when <sighs> Edgar committed suicide by overdosing. Oh, my God. What an awful, awful time in her mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So you can see I- why she was very depressed um yeah and to top it off after his death joan found out that her husband who was also her business manager squandered much of her <gasps> money leaving her seriously Kathy Griffin. In debt. Mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin. 
Yeah, yeah, her husband. Do we remember Kathy Griffin's gross, like, husband when she was on that D-list show? Yeah. He was secretly, you thought, oh, he's so nice and funny, mm-hmm. and, like, whatever, what a good husband, secretly stealing money. Oh, yeah. He would take her ATM God. card and go just, like, take out cash and just, like, yeah. drive around and eat fast food and do nothing, like, yeah. all day. <laughs> And I love that she, like, called him out about that. Like, that we know that. Because, like, most stars would want to handle that, like, privately. She's like, no, listen to what this psycho did. (laughs) I know. God bless her. Yeah. I mean, wow, the parallels. And Kathy Griffin is longtime friends with Joan Rivers. So, yeah, definitely continuing her legacy today. Um, So, after starting her show at Fox and the falling out with Johnny Carson, Joan Rivers did not return to the tonight show for 26 years. Um, yeah. So basically she was banned also from the tonight show. Um, she did have that daytime Emmy uh, award-winning show, um, that I talked about earlier. And she also had, you know, her QVC stuff and was doing stand-up and, you know, television appearances. And so she, like, went on to, you know, have success. But right. Um, right. but even though she was so relevant, she was never asked back on The Tonight Show. So wait, um, so not- even with Jay Leno there? I was just about to say that. So when okay. Jay Leno took over for Johnny Carson, so okay, after Joan Rivers left The Tonight Show, Jay Leno became the permanent guest host for Johnny Carson right like we said that's the most natural succession is that person to take over but they weren't going to do it for Joan but they did it for Jay Leno um and so he started the Tonight Show in 1992 and he also refused to have her on out of loyalty to Johnny Carson what like Johnny Carson's like a mob boss of like late night apparently that's what it feels like (laughs) yeah I'm sorry Jay Leno is such a I'm not even gonna say it because it's like a derogatory that's like a whole other feud we could do too (laughs) he is so stupid I hate Jay Leno he is so fucking stupid yeah I've never been a fan (laughs) I just got even more mad at him right now just like what a little fucking and like you're the freaking host now do whatever you want you know like whatever um good voice (laughs) but after jay comes jimmy fallon and he is the first host who invited her back in nearly three decades much more lovable Mm -hmm. you know yeah he is like comes from the actual like i know jay leno was like in comedy or whatever but like Jimmy Fallon was like, you know, he's a little more woke. If yeah, you he's know, younger. It's a new era. He's more removed yeah. from Johnny Carson. You know, Johnny Carson's even alive anymore at this time. And he grew up watching mm-hmm. Joan Rivers on Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. and was like, wow, this woman is hilarious I respect her yes he did respect her and I think he thought what happened you know did her a little dirty NBC did so in February 2014 um she returned to the Tonight Show and um Jimmy brought out one of the first photos of her first or one of the a photo of her first appearance on the show oh. um, the the night that Johnny Carson declared that she would become a star and it was like a very you know emotional moment for her to be back oh because to Google this moment I yeah I I remember watching this and getting teary-eyed and it's like happening again and if you remember the Tonight Show started in New York then it went to California and was there until Jimmy Fallon brought it back to New York so she was there in the exact like same space where she was you know the first time she was on the show um and she died six months after that appearance at 81. So God, that was such a circle. 81 is 
she didn't she was a young 81 oh yeah so full of life really and like I just love that she got to come back to the tonight show where it all started because that must have meant so much for her before her death you know um even if it wasn't with Johnny Carson you know obviously those executives who were there are no longer there you know it's a whole different you know time period so really good on Jimmy Fallon for having her back yeah, that's so, it's so weird how things like that happen too. Like before my dad died, three months before was my wedding. And we joked about right. how it was like his party. Cause like he mm-hmm. just had like the best time ever. And it's yeah. like just that one last hurrah kind of. So yeah, some of those things are just meant to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, like it's weird how the universe has a way of, of, you know, making sure that those loose ends are, are tied up. Um, yeah. Uh, it so, was so shocking, though. I remember when she died, uh, and it I was know. all over E! News. Like, yeah, just, yeah. like, shock, shock, and, because she and wasn't And everyone needed to know what was happening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like, what went wrong. Yep, yep, crazy. Yep. So, as far as legacy goes, Joan Rivers, like we said, paved the way for women in comedy and even women in business, you know, with her negotiations, Um, She went on to be a staple voice in the fashion scene and just stayed relevant and working right up until her death, which is pretty incredible when you're 81, um, you know, to do that. Um, I'd say NBC has gone on to have more controversy surrounding the host of The Tonight Show. So I know you'll remember, but when Jay Leno stepped down and Conan O'Brien took over as host... There was a big controversy because there was an agreement in place for Conan to take over within five years. That time came, but Jay didn't really want to leave, even though there was already this agreement in place. And NBC ended up giving him his own different show that aired right before The Tonight Show. So Conan was like, okay, bye. I'm not going to Yeah, like, like, (laughs) he knows his lane, okay? Mm -hmm. One thing about Conan which makes him like such a master. He's like, I know my lane and I'm going to stay in it. And like, I'm not, I'm late night. Like I am for the late night stoner crowd. Yeah. <laughs> that is me. Well, so. and they wouldn't even give, you know, Jalen, I think originally had like the post um, tonight show spot, like the late, late one. And then they moved him to like, 10 where Conan was on it like at 10 30 you know so it was like stealing his thunder basically they're just trying to appease to Jay Leno because obviously he just like picked up some mob boss skills (laughs) don't you think that really ruined Jay Leno's career like any credibility that he had left once he did that everyone was like what are you doing oh yeah and in that CNN docuseries which I can't promote enough uh they talk about this whole issue that went on and like um and how after jay took over the tonight show so once conan left jay came back took over the tonight show again you know and like some of the other late night show guests like jimmy kimmel like were guests on his show and like totally called him out on it you know (laughs) too like standing up for conan basically like what are you doing um like on his own show they're calling him out so well uh, see I never watched like I was like I'm not paying any attention to what's happening right now like once Jay Leno came back I was like no because especially you and I are such Conan stands yeah and I think at that time you were like yeah you're you were on one side and I think it lost him like credibility like you said and then a lot of respect from just other comedians too yeah what are you doing do like Seinfeld leave on a high note yeah. Of course, there wasn't Netflix or anything at that time, so he couldn't just go do his own show on a streaming service, you know. David <laughs> Letterman, cough, cough. Yep. David Letterman. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I'd say most recently, you know, just to wrap it up, you know, Jay Leno and Johnny Carson were in this kind of era where you didn't take on political issues on your show. You stayed very neutral. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of years, late night hosts, especially Jimmy Kimmel, have been coming out and saying, you know, their opinion on political issues, on Trump, on healthcare, on social mm. issues. And Jimmy Fallon has 
fall in line with NBC and remain very neutral. Um, He's a puppet. Out of all of the late night guys, he is like the most puppety. Right. And so he started to like lose ratings because of that, because the viewers were wanting to see their more, you know, political stances and things like that. And I, you'll probably remember, I think it was a few years ago, John, Jimmy Fallon got um, a lot of flack for having Donald Trump on and mm-hmm. he like messed up his hair and like was just, you know, being like fun and whatever with him when people are like, no, this guy's awful and we can't give this him a pass. This is life or death. This yeah. is a life or death situation, Jimmy Fallon. Read the room. Yeah. Read the room. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel has stepped it up and ABC. I have, like, way more mm -hmm. respect for them. And Seth Meyers and, like, you know, even Colbert, you know, and all all the other people. Yeah. 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 James Corden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon's fallen in line with that, you know, kind of traditional NBC. I think he has come out and said some stuff now, most recently, maybe in the last year. But, um, yeah, he's kind of, you know, wanted to remain neutral. And it just seems like Johnny Carson's, created this kind of stance and no one ever wanted to break from it you know even well, though I want to ask times are about his friendship with Justin Timberlake okay <laughs> how's that I haven't seen you post any selfies old pal Justin Timberlake since the Britney documentaries come out that is mm-hmm. a good point they haven't really been hanging out as much although Justin just had a new baby so I, I mean I don't know good point though <sighs> just want to say and also, I would like to know what Joan Rivers would have to say about Bill Cosby now, you know, like, I know. because she died I, before all this came yep, out. Like, I know. what do you think she would say? Oh, my I God. I think she would be a supporter of his just because of what he did for her career and, like, knowing and him back if then. She, if she really wasn't privy to mm-hmm. that happening, then, yeah, maybe she would be right. a supporter, like, I never saw I mean, like, I feel like people who worked with him professionally, like Felicia Rashad, you know, there was just recently Mm -hmm. um, controversy about her coming out and supporting him. They knew a different side of him, right? Right. And, oh, well, he never sexually assaulted me, so Mm -hmm. he never would have done that. Like, they can't, they can't see it. It's just that. So I wonder if her working, yeah, with him might have clouded her judgment. I don't know. But, you know. I, I, I don't want to speak about. for her. We don't know what she yeah. would have said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's all I have. But that is the falling oh. out of Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson and the so Tonight good. Show view. I like want to get through a standing ovation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The applause so sign is on right now if we were on a late night show. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, Johnny Carson, you're on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think good. it's so interesting to learn about these shows because especially like you're saying, they really shape like Americana, you know, um, because so many, you know, it was the only thing to watch at that time. It set the tone. It's how people found out about things. You know, it's how celebrities were born, you know, so much like these shows influence so much of our pop culture. Yeah. And I think if you guys have like a, a favorite Joan Rivers like stand up moment, please send it to us. Facebook, not Facebook. Oh my God. Instagram. Don't, <laughs> we're not on Facebook. Instagram, <laughs> famous Kate and Liz. Um, Kate with Yeah. C. And look for um, that piece of work documentary. Joan Rivers, a piece of work. It, it'll just uh, make you respect like her work ethic and just her and, She's fantastic, and it's got great comedy in it. You know, yeah. Google some oh. Google some clips. Um, look her up. You know, if you don't know Joan Rivers, get to know Joan Rivers. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you never oh, what it. was the watch fashion, um, please? <laughs> oh God, yeah. What was the CNN thing called? The late CNN night. docuseries is the the story of late night. I believe okay. it's called. It's like a four part series. That. It's really good. It should be on demand if you. have don't have cable like me you can just like get it on the app um (laughs) yeah I haven't even heard of that so thank you for putting that on my radio they do the best documentaries I'm telling you like all of them that they do like the decades like the 70s the 80s the 90s the 2000s then they have the history of late night they have a new series coming out the history of the sitcom that I'm excited for whoa see (laughs) I love 
They're killing who it. Did, who did um the Michael Jordan one, ESPN? ESPN, yeah. Okay, that one, that was good. I recommend that for anyone. Like, literally has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but, like, <laughs> that was a good, like, I was like, oh, Michael Jordan, sports, whatever. Like, I don't care. No, that was, like, such a good documentary and like so nostalgic yeah I mean hey we're just recommending documentaries so you know while you're at it go back and watch that documentary about Snoop Dogg becoming Snoop Lion it was really good too (laughs) oh yes also guys my octopus teacher I can't oh yeah I can't don't get me started on my octopus teacher somebody like message me about this please because I still haven't watched it because octopuses just scare me too much (laughs) yeah they're creepy but like literally everybody was like you have to watch it and I'm like whatever whatever like I'm not interested at all oh my god literally I'm gonna start crying we have to stop (laughs) life-changing um well yeah so check out a documentary and um that's all we got for this week but we will be back with one more episode on famous feuds next week that you are gonna do which i am so excited for um and this is just you know like sad but fun series you know because it makes me sad that like people who are so similar and so great like end up having these feuds um but also i love a good i love a good juicy feud too you know (laughs) This is great. It's nostalgic. It is like giving me life. And next week, like you said, I'll be back with our last installment of Famous Feuds. So stay tuned. Connect with us on the socials. And um, yeah, love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>